Cities. Good morning, pet appreciators, and welcome to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard here, your host, along with Dr. Nicole, um, calling in from, I think, your home. Is that is that right, Dr. Nicole? Yes, 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 I'm at home. Dr. Nicole Peralt, I should say. Um, so uh, good morning to everybody. And I am just giddy. I am so giddy. I'm so happy. I just love this weather. I'm still wearing my long johns, but um, but I'm just so happy about this weather. Do you feel that way too, pet appreciators? You're just like, ah, giddy, just for no reason at all. Just no reason. It's just warmer. And that makes me so happy. And I bet it makes your pets happy, too. I know they notice the change. I bet you've noticed if you're a dog owner that when you're out walking around, there's like a whole new world to sniff now. What has been hiding under the snow all this time? Frozen, too. Frozen in the ground. Um, And just a word of caution. And I know Dr. Nicole has a story to tell about my little word of caution here. But, um, you know, there's... it's. Like, I don't get why there's so much stuff under the snow. I don't get that because I don't necessarily see it before it snows. But but anyways, it's there, and your dogs are probably going to find it. You know, obviously their noses are so much stronger at, scent, at smelling than ours are, so they're going to find it. And they're so much lower to the ground, so they'll find it, which means we have to be extra alert. Even though, if you're like me, giddy, happy, carefree um, with the spring-type weather, um, you know, they're, they're busy. They're busy looking for stuff. So, and, you know, sometimes that'll make them sick. Sometimes they won't be affected at all. Um, sometimes what they swallow might cause an obstruction. And that's dangerous, of course. And that's expensive, of course. And that's why we're just sending a little reminder right here. I know you're carefree. I know you want to just get out there and have fun. So do your dogs. But they can eat something so fast when you're not paying attention. So just a little w- word of warning. And Dr. Nicole has some stories to share about that with her wonderful, well, she has wonderful pets anyways, but Bonnie, her um, her lab, one of her labs, one of her dogs. So I'm curious. You told me about this, that you had a story, but now I've had to wait. I made you not tell me so you could tell it on air. And now I'm, I'm excited to hear. No, I'm not. I'm not excited to hear, but I'm curious to hear. Well, yes, Bonnie, she's, Probably, I don't know her exact age, but she's probably about 13 now. So she's very geriatric girl. Um, and she's always been a very good lab. She was never a lab that would ever eat things ever in her life. Um, I had her, I've had her since 2011 when she came into our vet clinic. Um, and, and never was the typical lab that you hear people talking about that we see all the time at the vet clinic for eating things. Um, but in the past two years, you know, something, something switched. Um, you know, whether or not it's due to anxiety or if there's something cognitive going or, you know, if there's, you know, inflammatory bowel or something, but she had started eating things the past two years and she's actually now had three endoscopies in the past nine months. So <clears throat> that's where they actually go down the esophagus with a scope and pull out whatever is obstructing her in her stomach that couldn't pass into her small intestine um so i'm kind of it's, it's like a running joke now at blue pearl like here we are again you know this veterinarian with her dog here for the third time in nine months it's getting embarrassing um but so the hardest thing i guess for me is you know there's 11 cats in our house we have nine cats of our own two foster cats there are cat toys everywhere we've we've now kind of made the the main level of our home completely cat toy free um so there's nothing that she can eat excuse me and then the top floor where she likes to hang out sometimes too there's no cat toys up there either so there's like a plethora of toys um on the lower level in the basement and then in the foster room and stuff like that but yeah three times now um you know she's had to go there and each time I've been sent home with a baggie of cat toys or fabric. She's eaten the carpet. You know, we're, we're slowly replacing our carpet in our home with hardwood, and there's various patches of just carpet that's been eaten. So it's so frustrating, and I, I can definitely sympathize with owners who go through this because, um, you know, when they're, when they're feeling sick, they're going to do anything to make themselves feel better. And that's, you know, you've probably seen it if you have a dog. They're... You know, they feel upset, so they want to go outside and they want to eat grass and they want to lick the snow and they're licking the carpet. 
I literally have seen Bonnie go and grab a cat toy. This was a year or so ago and try to eat it because she felt sick to her stomach and I had to pull it out of her mouth. Um, you know, so for as, as happy as I am about the spring, I really liked that the snow was out there because it was covering all these things that she could potentially eat. <laughs> so, so now I'm like extra paranoid. You know, she wears a basket muzzle sometimes. I feel super bad about that, but it's for her own good. Um, she has to sleep in her crate at night, which she never has. And so that's, it's been sad, you know, for this senior girl, you know, to have to go through these things, but we certainly can't be, you know, doing an endoscopy every three months um, on her. And we, we did take biopsies the last time and they didn't show any sign of cancer or anything like that. So I don't know, I might be, you know, considering treating her for like inflammatory bowel because there was some possible evidence of that. So we'll see. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster, man. <laughs> No kidding. I, I didn't. I didn't know you were going through that. I'm sorry, Dutch. I would have been more supportive. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh no. My my animals like to put us through the ringer. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Bonnie, you've you've done a life's worth now, Bonnie. So leave mom and dad alone. <laughs> He's back a little bit, Bonnie. But that is unusual, you know, at in the older years. You know what I mean? Because there's. How many of us know labs or have owned labs? Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're, everything goes in their mouth. It's just like a toddler. Everything goes in their mouth. They, that's how they're learning about their world, very texture-oriented, etc. I mean, I think of Char- Charlie, right, a yellow lab, one of many labs that we take care of. Now, he's getting better, so I'm not getting on his case right now. Um, and I love you, Charlie. But, um, my God, it didn't matter what it was. And it was a game. It turned out to be just a game. Hey, I got this. Chase me. Get it. Bet you can't do it in 10 <laughs> seconds. You know, paper towel rolls, every, every, everything. It didn't matter. Mittens, everything, tennis balls, toy, whatever. It was It was not so much. But it was just to, to get it, to chew it up, destroy it, and move on, you know? And I tell you, whenever I was mad at Charlie, I'd call him Charles. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> that's enough out of you. But anyways, um, but but they do get better, and so it's just it's just surprising to me to hear that Bonnie's doing that. Is it? Um, d- does there like? Lo- do you think she's hungry? I mean, like you know, like you know, people go through changes, hormonal changes. I'm thinking of like menopause or whatever, where sometimes, um, for women's for some women going through menopause, they can be more hungry, like hungry all the time. And do you, is there like a, a hormonal or, you know, something like that, a chemical kind of thing that, that dogs go through when they're older or at different times that could cause, you know, the, wanting to ingest things more? You know, it's so, it's it's hard to know. I, I've thought of that too. You know, we've I've been just going through everything in my mind over and over trying to figure out, you know, what what's going on because it started about two years ago. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I don't think that she's hungry. Um, it's, it's truly that something in her stomach is upset. And so, you know, I, initially I also wondered, but why did she initially, like what came first? Was it the stomach upset, you know, that then caused her to eat things or did she actually decide to eat something one day and, and then her stomach got upset. But but now we know there's nothing down her esophagus. You know, there's nothing in the first part of her small intestine. She's had biopsies. She's been scoped three times, ultrasounded probably 10 times, like so many tests that, you know, at first I was worried and still sometimes am, like, could she have some type of a brain lesion or something in her brain telling her to do this, which, you know, scared me. Um, but then, you know, you think of other things too, like she is a chronic pain dog. I mean, she came to us to be euthanized in 2011 for bad hips. You know, she had one surgery um, to remove the head of her femur. It's called an FHO, um, which she was great and fine for many, many years. And now as she's gotten older, I mean, she's just got such severe arthritis. You know, she has spondylosis like crazy, like her entire spine is like connected and bridged. And so, you know, she was on so many different medications and supplements and fish oils and every possible thing to help her be comfortable that I've now pulled her off of all of those to see how she does without them, you know, and if any of those could have been just upsetting her stomach kind of long-term, like here I was trying to manage her pain so nicely and efficiently and 
you know, uh, it was that doing it. So I'm, I'm kind of doing some trials, trying some different things with diet. Um, and then if need be, we're going to try her on treatment for just inflammatory bowel disease and see how she does. Um, because I do, you know, I obviously want her to be comfortable and, but I also want her to not feel sick. So it's kind of a, it's been a, a delicate, um, teeter-totter in a way, you know, just kind of a little dance between, okay, she can have this, but she can't have that. Um, she got very spoiled eating wet food for the past several months because after her endoscopies, I wanted it to be nice and smooth on her esophagus. So now she refuses to eat dry food out of a bowl unless you mix wet food with it. She's one of those now. Or if you pour her dog food on the floor, she'll eat it, but she won't eat the dry food from the dish. I mean, she's just, I don't know what's going on in her little head, but, um, but yeah, she's, she's herself in every other way. So we're just going to keep trucking along here. Bonnie, I'm cheering for you, little Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry you you're going through that. Yeah, and I know that there's many other listeners out there that are going through similar things. Something is just a little bit off, hard to diagnose. And yeah, and so like you said, you're sort of on this teeter, teeter-totter um, phase right now. And um, and that can get expensive. It can be time-consuming, but we love these little creatures. And and um, usually we're able to to find the answers and get the the results that's best for everybody. Um, but we are going to go into a commercial break. And pet appreciators, we would love it if you could stay with us through the break. And then we'll start with a, uh, continuing a little bit with this conversation and starting a new one here on the other side. Save an extra 7.5% during Warner Stellion's free tax rebate event. Choose from the best brands at our guaranteed unbeatable price. Then, save 7.5% more with our exclusive tax rebates. You'll save hundreds on laundry pairs, dishwashers, refrigerators, and kitchen suites. And trusted fast free delivery and haul away are still free. Plus, qualified buyers can choose 18 months interest-free financing. Guaranteed unbeatable appliance savings through March 25th with exclusive tax rebates from Warner Stellion. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage. Because home is more than four walls and a roof. It's that porch swing on a summer night. It's pajamas with feet and everybody over for Sunday dinner. And that old stuffed chair in the living room you just can't get rid of. This is why you work a second job. This is why you learn to fix things yourself so you could save on repairs. Because home is your place, your memories, your family sleeping in their own beds at night. And that is why we want to help. We are making home affordable, a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. And now even more options are available. Call 888-995-HOPE today. That's 888-995-HOPE. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Good night, Mama. This is why. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. Please tune in this week to hear about Carrie Ann Lucas, an idealist and disability rights champion who recently passed away at age 47. Then the big interview will be with Susan Robertson, another idealist working to make the Presbyterian Church more LGBTQ friendly. I've got a vision of a better world where everyone has a place at the table. Ellie 2.0 Radio, engaging in real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's March, there's basketball, but the real madness is putting up with dirty, nasty carpeting. Time to call in your cleaning heroes at Zero Res. Get three rooms of carpeting cleaned for just $129. Call 9520Res. That's 9520Res. Or go to ZeroResMinnesota.com. That's ZeroResMinnesota.com. Don't forget to ask for the AM950 special. Zero Res. Spell it backward or forward. It spells the same. Zero Res. 
joining us. You're listening to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy and Dr. Nicola, your hosts here on the Pet Connection Show. And we always welcome your calls. Never has to be topic related. It can be anything that you um, want to bring up, anything that you want to share, announce, um, or get some feedback uh, and some ideas from. So always feel free to call in. Uh, the call-in number is 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. And Dr. Nicole was just finishing up sharing her, her one of her dogs, her one of her older dogs, just ingesting things for what seems to be no obvious reason and how that's turning out to be quite um, expensive and, and concerning. Uh, and, and, you know, Dr. Nicole... Um, you know, when, when does an owner, when is like the make or break point where you know for sure you absolutely have to go to the vet and not wait and see anymore, take the wait and see route, but just go to the vet route. Um, if you're concerned about, um, ingestion, you know, cause I, uh-huh. well, oh, I, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll just be real, real quick. Uh, one of the dogs I'm I'm boarding right now, um, she's a, a little puppy of another dog that we take care of all the time. And um, maybe she's about um, 11 months now, a little King Charles Spaniel. And I mean little. I don't think she's ever going to grow. <laughs> she's just cute, petite, fun, perfect. Every wonderful adjective you can think of in the entire English language, she is it precious i could go on and on and on um but she you know she does really well and she's eating she always eats i've boarded her many times so i'm pretty familiar with her okay and her eating habits and how much water she you know gets etc cetera, etc cetera. and so but yesterday it was like you didn't eat your breakfast that's so odd and she was real quiet all day and i thought oh no this is it you know she's always finding she's so tiny she finds tiny things to chew on and they're never, it's like she chews, spits them out, chews, spits them out. And so I've never, you know, not, I've always been able to, by the time I get to her to take it out of her mouth, she spits it out. So I wasn't so worried about her ingesting, but then that's what I thought yesterday. I thought, oh, something happened, you know? And um, and so it just took about maybe 20 hours, and then she was feeling right back to her normal self and eating and drinking and stools are normal, et cetera. But there was that moment of, uh-oh, I'm going to have to choose which road to go down here and how long do I wait? And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to ask Dr. Nicole. I mean, I've been in this situation. Other parents have been in this situation, pet parents. But um, what, what would you just recommend just to help us keep it at the top forefront of our minds? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I, I think I have a little bit of a warped uh, answer to that only because, you know, for me, if I'm worried, I just, you know, lug my dog to the vet and take an x-ray <laughs> with me one day to work. Um, but I think if you don't have that luxury, I think what I would do, kind of like what you said, you know, you waited it out a little bit. As long as the dog is not continuing to vomit and vomit and vomit, you know, it's okay to wait it out a little bit and fast the dog. So, you know, if something is off or they've vomited maybe once or twice, there's definitely nothing wrong with, you know, watching them. Don't feed them for maybe 12 to 24 hours and see how things go. And then slowly start introducing very small, bland meals like boiled meat and rice or something like that. That's certainly okay. You know, as long as the dog is, is not acting sick in any other way, you know, if they're just, lying there and you can tell that they really don't feel good, you know, or they're having a lot of diarrhea. Those are, that's always an indication to get them in right away. There's so many other things that they can have that can really smolder and get out of control kind of quickly, you know, things like pancreatitis and uh, just a plethora of other things. But, you know, a lot of times when dogs eat something, the time that they feel sick is when it's, it's trying to pass from the stomach into the small intestine. And then when it does that, they're okay for a little bit until whatever that object or fabric or whatever it is, is starting to wreak havoc along their GI tract as it's trying to pass all the way through all of those loops and turns and finally is passed in the stool. So a lot of times, you know, these guys may just need, you know, some fluid therapy, some anti-nausea medication, um, maybe even like an anti-inflammatory for the gut. And then we watch them, you know, bland diet. And sometimes 
they're going to pass these things in their stool and, and never needed, you know, anything further. Um, I know a lot of clients have found, I mean, my goodness, when they pick up feces in the yard, they're finding power rangers and underwear and socks out in the feces. It's just ridiculous. So these things can pass, but they can also become lodged. And so that's why I think it's a good idea, like you said, wait it out a little bit maybe. Um, of course, if you're ever concerned, go right in. But if the vomiting continues, that's usually my indication that you need to, that you, they need to be seen. Is 24 hours a good time frame or is that just, is it just too individual to, to say? It is. It is. It's so hard because, you know, for a cat, they, they really hide their illness until they're really sick. So a kitty, I don't know that I'd wait longer than 24 hours. Um, a dog, it's so hard to say because they, they're hard too. And depending on the breed, I mean, a lab, my goodness, I've, I've seen those guys come in bouncing off the walls and they have an obstruction and have to go to surgery. They, it's so hard. It's so individual and so based on breed and age and other medical problems. Um, I think the biggest part is, you know, is that, you know, the dog, you know, that the owners know the dog or like you, Kathy, you know, these dogs. Um, if you feel like they're definitely not themselves for longer than 24 hours, I think that's a good indication just to be sure and get them in. Right, right, yeah, because it can just turn on a dime, or, or it could be nothing. But, um, but like you said, just trust your your gut, know your dog's habits, behaviors. Um, I was going to say nonverbal communication. That's not quite it, but just how your dog moves looks at you, responds to things, you know, eating, not eating, you know, all that kind of stuff. Some of the more subtle, subtle things, I guess, is what I was trying to say that um, can alert you to something not quite right. Right. And I, I should say that the, the the two, I think, most scary complications of waiting, uh, you know, if an animal has ingested something, are linear foreign bodies, which are things like dental floss in a cat or fabric in a dog um, or string. Like those type of things can actually get caught. In cats, they can get caught under the tongue. Mm. Um, and then if you can imagine that as the, as the body continues, like peristalsis continues, the gut continues to move, it, that is stuck. And so it's bunching the entire intestinal tract up like an accordion, if you think about that. And so... Those are the most scary things to wait on. You never want to wait it. And those animals usually feel quite sick. They're they're very uncomfortable in their belly. They they won't stop vomiting. And that's my biggest indication to get these guys in um, if you're ever concerned because those are animals that can very well pass away from a rupture, you know, a you know, a perforated gut. Um, or these are also animals that may have to lose a large portion of their intestines when they finally get to surgery. So it's, that's the one time that I, I get really nervous if people wait, but it's like, you're not going to know that at home. And that's why I think judging by their overall demeanor, you know, if they're just lying there and they cry when they move, just get them into the vet, you know, that's better. But if they're kind of tooling about just a little bit slower, maybe they skipped a meal, maybe they eat a little bit the night before. And then, you know, they seem to be kind of, perking back up it's probably okay to wait but great great feedback one, yeah yeah great ideas we're heading right into um, a commercial break please stay with us pet appreciators tom hartman here for all energy solar one of the myths about solar is that you save more if you wait but waiting to switch can actually cost you more while tax rebates make solar affordable those rebates are often limited and decrease over time So when you wait, you risk losing some of the incentives that make solar so easy to afford today. And besides, the sooner you get your all-energy solar system, the sooner you reduce or even eliminate that high electricity bill. Make the switch today at allenergysolar.com. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. 
Connections radio show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Total Dog Company exists for people who are serious about their dogs. People who want the best nutrition and the best gear for their dogs. Total Dog Company's mission is to provide high-quality, practical food and gear for dogs and only dogs. Nothing frou-frou or frivolous. Nothing with suspect ingredients. No cat food or wild bird food. Totally dog. From head to wagging tail. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Moe's Tax Service, family-owned and operated since 1971, providing a full spectrum of tax preparation and associated services. Think about it. Why would you take your most important financial information to a franchise operation with a cheap basic package that goes up dramatically once you're in the door? You can find out all you need to know about Moe's by visiting www.moestax.com. That's M-O-H-S tax.com. Or call them at 612-721-2026. Don't be a blockhead. Go to the professionals at Moe's Tax Service. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today is mostly cloudy with a high near 50. Tonight stays cloudy with a low around 22. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 42. Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 51. And Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 62. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Victor's 1959 Cafe. Come try an authentic Cuban pork barbecue sandwich at 3756 Grand Avenue in South Minneapolis. More details at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back, Pet Appreciators. Welcome back to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's Kathy and Dr. Nicole still with you. i uh, just heading into the third segment here. And um, I just, I so appreciate, Dr. Nicole, you sharing your knowledge with us about, you know, some of those obstruction issues and, and everything that's related to that. I, um, I always feel smarter after listening to you, and I just want to thank you. Um, again, Pet Appreciators, if you have any uh, questions for Dr. Nicole, uh, always feel free to call in. Uh, this is your chance for sure. Um, but I do I do want to, we've touched a few times here, pet appreciators, in the last year, and I know fairly recently as well about grain-free diets and how some of that can be traced. Oh, and I got to be careful about, I'm going to let Nicole correct everything that I'm saying here about this because um, I'm sure I'll get it wrong, but how s- at least some grain-free diets diets can be attributed to heart disease. And that's so concerning to me. Um, And so, you know, I know we touched base with it about two, three, four, maybe five weeks ago. Um, But I want to know a little bit more that you you wanted to share today, Dr. Nicole. And then I have a question too, but, you know, why don't you go ahead and, and, and I'll wait with my question. Sure. Yeah, I think, and we touched on it, like you said before, um, and and now more is kind of coming out. They're still doing so many studies, and it's definitely concerning because you know there there are some animals who have been on a certain grain free diet their entire lives and are completely fine, completely fine. You know we have a dog in our rescue who, um, you know we've had on a certain food because she does well on it for allergies, and she was on that with her owners. What back way back when I was a vet, when I was her vet, <laughs> when she was still with her owners. And so we've left her on that diet, but it scares me because of all the things, you know, that we're hearing and all the alerts we get and things like that. But, you know, just last week, again, I had this beautiful six-year-old Springer Spaniel came in, um, you know, for for not doing well. And, um, you know, the owner said she's just real, she's coughing, hacking, and I lifted up her, her lip 
and her gum tissue or her gum color was just like a very, like a paler pink. It just didn't look like that beautiful, bright pink that their lips should look. And then I could tell that she was breathing very abdominally. Like she wasn't breathing with her chest. It was her abdomen that was moving. So we took her back to x-ray and we had to be very careful because she struggled when we tried to get her on her back. Um, and so we had to be very careful. We put her on oxygen because you never want to stress these dogs taking x-rays just to try to get a diagnosis. You want to be very careful. But sure enough, she had just an enormous, enormous heart. Um, but fluid in her lungs, you know, she was going into heart failure. Um, and so, you know, we did some quick, you know, medications, um, you know, gave her an IV dose of a diuretic to help get rid of some of that fluid. And we sent her, you know, right away to the University of Minnesota where she, you know, hung out in the oxygen cage uh, for several hours while she got, you know, more medications to continue to get rid of those fluids or the fluid in her lungs. Um, and then she was sent home on medications, you know, with the recommendation to, to follow up with the cardiologist. But you know, I asked the owner, you know, what food they'd been feeding. And sure enough, the whole, their whole life, the dog ate a grain-free diet, but they never stuck to one. They always just picked a different one every time they were at the store. Um, and, you know, yeah, there could be, you know, this could just be coincidental, but we're just seeing it with such frequency now. And I don't know if it's, <clears throat> excuse me, because things are changing, you know, as we're, as companies are pulling out the grains they're replacing things like legumes and, you know, peas and potatoes and things like that. And I don't know if just all of a sudden the composition of everything is just getting a little out of whack. But very, very sad um, to be six years old, a Springer Spaniel, um, you know, at the prime of her life, you know, and her life has now been cut short dramatically. Like these dogs don't generally have the greatest, you know, life expectancy once they're diagnosed with DCM or dilated cardiomyopathy. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. Will she? Will will it be six months? Will it be a year? I, I don't know. Um, but it's just devastating and devastating to owners who really thought they were doing the very best for their dog. And it's just really sad as veterinarians because you want to be able to tell everybody, you know, this is the answer. But now we're left kind of afraid. <laughs> you know, so people ask us all the time what foods to feed and I've now reverted back to saying the long-standing widely studied foods. Um, and so it's, it's scary. It's just a really scary time. Yeah. Uh, um, I have like six questions all trying to come out at the same time. <laughs> um, which one will come out first? Um, um, yeah. And like there's two brands that I always use and I know they're always going to be in stock with a lot of variety, you know, all the different options that these brands offer at Chuck and Don's and I'm sure other stores too. But that's tend tends to be where I go. If I can't get there during normal hours and they have good hours, but I work crazy hours and so sometimes I might not have a chance to to do any sort of you know, pet food shopping or shopping for myself until you know, for food until, you know, 11 o'clock or midnight. So then where I where am I? most likely Bayer Lees or Kowalski's because I know they'll carry at least one, if not two, of those particular brands. But just on the grocery store shelf, sometimes it's only grain-free. Like that tends to be maybe some of the ones that they carry more. And so then, you know, 11 o'clock at night, midnight, that's my choice, man. <laughs> you know, so so off I go. But um, I know they, I know my dogs don't get it all the time. But now I'm slightly paranoid because... Uh, yeah, I'm just slightly paranoid. Have I, have I, just because, have I been to Byerly's more and Kowalski's more lately and gotten the grain-free more just because that's more what's on their shelves? Or have I gone to Chuck and Don's more where there's a bigger selection and I haven't? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just kind of wondering that myself. But when, gosh, I want to be a detective. When did this all start? Did it all start, this spike in sort of the, um, Cardiac issues kind of spike or begin around the time of the grain-free, you know, explosion in, in the food market, the pet food market. I mean, boy, did that one, two companies come out with it. Everybody came out with it. I mean, it was, it's like a, a serious fad, although that's not the right word to use. But, I mean, it's heavily marketed by pretty much every company, you know, dog food company. Yeah. So did it, yeah. was there, I mean, why... Why did it eventually get traced to grain-free? 
You know, because there's always, I mean, there's always going to be cardiac issues, whether there's grain-free food or not. But why, what was the trigger that made veterinarians and researchers start looking at grain-free? Why did they go down that path? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I wish I did, but I don't know if it was, you know, anytime an animal comes in, you know, anytime, uh, part of our history question is always what food do you eat? You know, what food do you feed? <laughs> Not what do you eat? What food do you feed your pets? You know, how much? How often do they get treats? What kind of treats? You know, all of that is in our history. So I don't know if they started seeing a surge of DCM cases and started looking at diet. I don't know, um, but I just know that in the past, I don't know, five years, I feel like it's just been an explosion of grain-free this and grain-free that. I mean, it's really enough to make you, you know, your head spin. I mean, really and truly. Um, and like you said, every company, once one did it, every single company has come out with with a version of this. And it's just so frustrating because it's like, what are we doing are we doing this to compete? Are we doing this, you know, what, is this truly for the animals? You know, so it's, it's really been frustrating, especially, you know, from a veterinarian's point of view, just because, you know, a lot of people, you know, talk about the importance of grains for, for certain animals like dogs. If you think about it, they're omnivores, you know, they, they are accustomed even in the wild to eating, you know, both plant and meat sources. Um, Cats definitely are not. They're obligate carnivores. So those guys are definitely, um, you know, more, I think it's more important to feed them a, a more meat-based diet. But we still have to be careful with those too because, oh my goodness, I have seen more times than I can even count on my hands and toes, you know, cats just loaded with bladder stones on some of these grain-free diets. And clients crying in the exam rooms thinking that they were doing the very best thing you know, for their pet. And it's just, it's just been so crazy. So I, I don't know, long, long answer to your question. I don't know what, what caused that or what sparked the the studies. Um, it would be cool to get a nutritionist on sometime. I think that would be really great if we could talk one of them into it. I think they'd have a lot of answers for us. Let's do it. Matter of fact, I know yeah. the perfect person to help me uh, do that. Um, but um, was Okay, let me just make my my question a, a little bit more specific, and maybe that will jog something in your memory and some of these um, news flashes that veterinarians get. Okay, so cardiac issues could probably be traced to a number of different things, clogged arteries yeah. or whatever. You know, I'm 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 going to embarrass just myself. Congenital too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. But there had to have been some blood tests. The blood tests have to be a part of this. And so I would assume somewhere along the way, they found either high levels of something, low levels of something, and started to see a pattern. And that those high and low levels could only be attributed to nutrition or or something, you know? Right. Well, they, you know, initially this was thought, you know, to be linked to taurine deficiency. You know, taurine is an amino acid that is very important in our pet's diets. Um, and that's why when we talked about this before, we recommended that if you're home cooking for your diet or for your pets, you know, that you really need to follow the balanceit.com website because that's the only way, you know, that you're going to make sure that you're providing your pet with the exact touring requirements that he or she needs. Um, it, but, but then I think along the way, they realized that some of these animals, because there is a blood test for touring, but they realized that some of these animals were, were not deficient in touring, yet still were having heart disease. So I think, I think there was a little issue, a little hiccup there. Um, and again, I'm definitely not an expert on any of this. Um, that's why, like you said, it would be great too, if we can find somebody. Um, but so, so yeah, I, I think initially it was linked to that. And now we're just, I think they're just finding it as a, as a common denominator. Um, and we just continually see it. Like when I saw my, my patient the other day, Right away, I asked about food his whole life because it would have been interesting to me had they said, you know, oh, we fed, you know, ProPlan for the first five years of our, of his life or her life and then recently switched. You know, I, I to me, that would have been, oh, okay, well, maybe that was a change. But 
But this was an animal that for the past, you know, six years of her life, ate different grain-free diets. And so I just don't know if there's been something different with the composition in the past couple of years, because that's kind of when it this seems to have exploded um, versus maybe it, when she was a puppy, you know, five, six years ago. I, yeah, it's just there's so many, so many unknowns. Like I said, it makes your head spin. Right, right. But I, while we were, while you were talking, I was quickly texting somebody, um, can you help me find a you know, nutritionist and get them booked on the show? And the answer came back, yes. So we will, you know, at some point during, you know, April or May, um, you know, have a, a nutritionist on it. And I, I can't see us doing it in one show. I know I really can't. But, um, but such an important such an important topic and, and just makes me think I absolutely have to pay more attention. Well, actually, I'm not going to tell you my thoughts because we're going into a commercial break. Who cares? But please stay with us, pet appreciators. <laughs> Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. Rudy Luther Toyota has a great selection of new vehicles, but Rudy Luther is one of the top 10 largest volume Toyota certified pre-owned vehicle dealers in the country. They have the best cars, an amazing selection, and unbelievable pricing. With Rudy Luther Toyota fair value pricing, you'll always get an unbeatable price on every vehicle. They'll give you that fair value price up front with no hassle. Online at Rudy Luther Toyota or stop by Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. The fine folks at Common Good Books will help you find the perfect book for you or the book lover in your life. Find a huge selection from a locally owned and independent bookseller in the Twin Cities. They are always bringing in top authors from around the globe for special in-store events. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Find Common Good Books at 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or shop online at commongoodbooks.com. Let's think about customization presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your auto insurance so you only pay for what you need. So why aren't more things in life customizable? Like, why do I have to pay a full gym membership when I don't even use all the equipment? Like the rowing machine. I don't know about you, but I'm not doing a ton of manual lake travel these days. Go to LibertyMutual.com for a customized quote and you could save. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates. Equal housing insurer. Get out of the cold at Burger Moe's. Burger Monday Madness happens every Monday after 4 p.m., except on Excel event evenings, where you can order any burger with fries on the menu for just $6. Burger Moe's always offers fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, desserts, two daily happy hours, and 60 beers on tap. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at BurgerMoe's.com. staying with us pet appreciators we really enjoy spending sunday mornings with you and we're hoping that you're getting good information out of this show um that is our main hope um besides that we hope that you're having a wonderful day with your pets as well oh nicole gosh if i could just pull a nutritionist a pet nutritionist out of the air right now and have them you know sit comfortably in the seat in front of me um or across from me that would be great but 
we will we will get a nutritionist on again. I know we had Sarah. I believe she she calls herself Sarah, the dog food coach. I think on a, a, a few years ago, and boy, was that a wealth of information. But we will definitely, um, you know, make sure that we have a nutritionist on here, you know, for that as well. You know, Doctor Nicole, um, I, I just want to make one quick announcement that I thought I thought it was, it was just worthwhile to do. It, it it always amazes me that there's classes, yoga classes for owners and their dogs. I can see some dogs getting into it, and I can see some dogs that are just a disaster. And and I, I just don't know if, yeah, I just don't know how a class would go. But I think it's an excellent, excellent idea. And I know that, um, you know, I'm always going to sidewalkdog.com to see what they've got going on because that's kind of the, the trendy place, you know, for pet, pet owners to find out what's going on. Um, I'm not too into the social scene. I'm kind of really into my business and really into my family and just kind of, you know, more not quite out there as in, in the social world, but there's a lot of cool things going on. And, and most people are a little bit more out there socially with their pets than I am. So, but there is, um, there is a, a dog yoga class today, this afternoon. So I thought, gosh, you know, if you've had a, 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 a nice day and whatever, and you still want to do some stuff with your dogs, maybe it's a little bit too muddy where you want to go or, or, or too wet and slushy. Maybe you might want to try this dog yoga class. It's called Doga, isn't it? Doga. That's it. <laughs> and um, But if you go to SidewalkDog.com, um, there's a great little article about it. And just look under the events page. And if that's something you want to do today, go for it. Just go for it if you think you and your dog would enjoy that. But anyways, just wanted to, to, to uh, put that out there. I am also really curious, um, Dr. Nicole had mentioned, you know, she she helps run that Tough Start Rescue, T-U-F-F Rescue out of her clinic there. Um, we often hear stories, often, often, often. And I think there's one about a little cat that I'd like to hear about or have you share about, Dr. Nicole, as we're nearing the end of the show here. So I'm hoping you can share a little bit about this cat. Uh, don't know if it's a health issue that you want to share or, or kind of a crazy story about how he or she got there, but go go for it. Well, it's a, it's a strange case. <laughs> um, but I, I Friday afternoons, I feel like for our rescue, are just definitely not kind. I feel like almost every Friday afternoon, um, we end up getting a call from, from someone or something comes rushing in. Um, I think last a week or two weeks ago, Friday, we had a little puppy that came in um, that had ingested rat poison a few days prior. Um, and so we you know, rushed that puppy to um, the emergency clinic and that little kiddo lived. So that's good. Um, but this Friday afternoon, um, we actually had a female cat um, that was transferred from another clinic when her owners couldn't you know, take over her care. And she was actually urinary blocked, but as a female, which is very rare. You know, it's very common in male kitties to have that happen, but definitely not not common in females. It's actually the second one I've seen in my career. Um, and so, you know, sure enough, one of our doctors um, stayed late and was able to, you know, place the urinary catheter, thank God, because the other two doctors, uh, myself included, were in appointments all afternoon. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, we don't know what happened, but this cat had a huge, huge blood clot in her bladder, um, I wish I could show you the picture, um, and that's why she couldn't urinate. So something had caused this huge blood clot um, that was almost causing it, like acting as an obstruction to this kitty. And so, um, you know, she had the urinary catheter placed so that so she's able to urinate um, until this blood clot dissolves, and you know, then we can pull it. But just very, very crazy. And then, you know, on top of that, she's got some heart issues now. Um, so we actually have somebody you know, doing an ultrasound on her today there. She's hospitalized at a, an emergency clinic. But um, just so crazy, all these things that happen on, on Friday afternoons and weird things that, you know, when they call and say, hey, do you want a blocked cat or can you take a blocked cat? We're like, sure. You know, I just assumed it was a male cat. Um, pretty self-explanatory. But then when she showed up and she was a female, we were kind of like, oh, <laughs> okay. But, um, but yeah, so that was kind of our crazy Friday afternoon story. And she's, she's doing okay, but she still needs lots of prayers. And her name is Miss Monroe. Um, <laughs> she's a very, very cute little girl. She's only 10 months old. So we hope she makes it and pulls through all of this here. Miss Monroe. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> um, and I just—it just breaks my my heart to think that. I mean, is there an option for her to go back to the original owners, or is it just not? I mean, gosh. 
I know it's so hard. You know, yeah. One, you know, unfortunately, once they surrender them, they, they, it states on there that they can't adopt them back. Um, and most people are grateful for the opportunities to surrender them. They know they can't afford it, you know, and most people are grateful. However, you know, after the issue with the puppy, I won't get into it too much here, but we were pretty much slammed, um, you know, and they were lots of very nasty, mean things being said about, you know, how dare we, you know, take this puppy from their owners when, when that's not what we did. You know what I mean? Um, we, we saved the puppy, you know, a lot of other clinics may have unfortunately had to euthanize the dog if they didn't have a rescue as an option to fall back on. You mean, are Um, you talking about Petrie? No, no, no. That was a different one. Those people were very grateful. I'm talking about the little, um, the little rat poison puppy. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty awful. Oh no. Petrie's people were phenomenal. They, they, they always wanted updates. They, they accepted the fact that they would never have been able to afford it no matter how many payment plans or anything. And most people who surrender to us feel that way. And many people have actually sent a donation later. So it's very rare, you know, that we have people attack us and go after us and post mean things all over the community. I mean, literally, like, websites. It was pretty awful. Like, there was a a lot of tears last week, but (laughs) it's just so so frustrating. Yeah. But it's all good now. Well, (laughs) it, it, oh, well, ah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot to say about that, but that that does make me mad. I am really sorry that you and everybody okay. else had to go through that. Really, that is just that just yeah. I'm I'm not even going to go there, but I'm just sorry because I know I've seen with my own eyes. I've watched how hard all of you work. It just really makes me angry. Um, so I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But Miss Monroe, we're going to be cheering for you. Um, and we hope that, um, she finds, she's in foster care or she's still at the clinic right now or no, no, emergency. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. And about, and then I'm assuming you will post with, with the rest of your stuff when she's ready for the adoption. Yes. Yep. If we can get her through all of this, hopefully here, she's a little sweetie, but she's got a long road to go here, but yes. And then we'll post for her. A long road at such a young, young age, 10 months. I know. My I know. Goodness. Poor little thing. Well, not fair. No, not fair. Life is not always fair, is it? But uh, mm-hmm. but we're um yeah we'll make it through, Miss Monroe. We hope that you do too. We're gonna plan on it, Miss Monroe. So um, yes. I look forward <laughs> to an update next week. Pet appreciators, get out there and enjoy this beautiful weather. I hope you have a fabulous rest of the weekend. I hope you have a fabulous start to the week. But be safe. Be thinking about you. Always reach out to Dr. Nicole or I if you need anything. And um, have a very, very happy rest of the day. Thank you so much.